Awesome. So we're streaming live on what is it? Uh, Facebook. Hello, Facebook. Hello, Periscope and the Twitter people and um, everybody on YouTube. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Thanks for viewing. Thanks for hitting that like button. Uh, let us know that uh, you actually give a shit about what we're doing, which is great. Um, we're trying to, you know, bring in, uh, you know, connect all the different people from around the world that love West Ham and just shoot the shit, really. That's what this is AHTV and Friends is about. Um, in the chat room tonight, I see like Neil and Essex Hammer in there already. What's up, guys? Um, yeah, if you want to join in the conversation, we'll pull up some comments as we go along and comment on them uh, this evening, but uh, we're going to try to keep it as positive as possible, which is going to be kind of tricky. That's why I brought in the big guns tonight. I brought in uh, uh, Ray next to me and um, Mr. Charlie Walsh and um, David Lang from Boston. So, yeah, hopefully Irish Tommy will wake up uh, and pop on in. He was welcome to join us as well, and maybe he just overslept again. But, uh, yeah, I see Liam in the chat room too. What's going on, Liam? And, uh, yeah, let's, let's start things off with, uh, Jesus Christ, uh, do we actually sign somebody? Is, is, is it going to be happening? Yeah, it's, it's like he's coming for medical. His name is Thomas Suchek. He's a Czech player. He plays for the Czech national team. And uh, Slavia Prague, I think, is his team. They have, like, the red and white kits with, like, yeah. the star on. Yeah. Yeah, and he's supposed to be, like, uh, a holding midfielder, um, similar to Declan Rice, but also he's kind of a uh, – more precise, short passing. He's a little like taller than your average midfielder. Um, and he's like a win it and then pivot and pass guy, but he does have six goals on the season. Um, his short passing stats are good, um, but you always have to like make a step up to the Premier League. So, yeah, that's his guy important enough. What I, what I like about him is that he's tall. You know, he's about Alaire's height, right? As far as I know, six four ish, something like that. Um, and I feel that we are definitely lacking in height in the squad, other than our defense, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be just nice to have that extra you know, tall guy in there that, that might be able to help. No, and our midfield is also very lightweight, so he's heavy. He, and he wins aerial duels, too. So That's what I'm saying. I'm that's really excited about that, if this is true. Um, so, Mr. Charlie Walsh, what have you heard? Is this thing true, you think? Uh, is this going to happen? Um, yeah, I don't believe it until it happens. Uh, I don't believe it until he's like in a shirt holding it at the yeah. London Stadium talking about bubbles. Bring back Jordan. Yeah, um, yeah but I mean, it's exciting in a sense. Um, I don't know much about him. Uh, I signed him on Pez once and Prevo, but that says nothing about the player. So I can't actually talk about him as a footballer. But what I can mm-hmm. say is that the, the things I do know, like for example, that he got voted uh, Czech uh, the player of the, the season in the league last year stuff wow. like that makes it yeah. exciting the, uh, Prague gave him a five year contract in the summer um, clearly to ward off interest and to say well, if someone is going to buy him they're going to have to pay money for him so stuff like that is exciting about him I don't know anything about him uh, as a footballer like I said I've signed him on Pro Evo if you want to know what he's like on that I can tell you but um, <laughs> but it's, it's 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 nice to see us actually investing in the position is it enough is he the right player I don't know we'll find out um, yeah. but it would be nice if on Wednesday night he can get paraded out and then might have a little bit of a positive atmosphere before we get absolutely whacked but yeah um, once he's holding up the shirt then I will believe it yeah, same here. I think so too. Um, Ray, what are your thoughts? You, you heard anything about this guy? What? I've just watched a few things on YouTube. Nothing too comprehensive. You know, it does all the right things, but I could look good on YouTube if you give me half hour. <laughs> That's true. 
You do. Great. Yeah. I'll tell you a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, some of the things he, he's doing all the work. He, it looks like he's quite pacey as well. Um, he's meant to be a bit of a box to box. Um, Which is what everybody's been for. I mean, everybody who's saying, okay, we need to, uh, a striker and we need defense. But the, every, the, the, the vast majority of the people um, are saying, no, we need a box to box and a striker, a box to box and a defender, a, you know, uh, a left back or a right back or whatever. Um, but it's always been box to box. So you think that maybe this guy, I mean, if we do sign him. Which looks well, like yeah, we, we, that's what we need. We need someone like. But what that. does that show? Is my point is that I want to know: is this David's choice? Not David, Jesus Christ. Never mind. I'm sorry. I get there's so many fucking Davids. Is this Moise's choice? Is this Moise's choice, or is oh, this? No. You don't think so? No? No, this is a little present, isn't it? Zero chance. <laughs> little present. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, we. The one thing we knew about Moise before from last time was that he doesn't like signing a player unless he's seen him. And unless he it's spent the last 18 months watching the Czech First Division, I'm going to hazard a guess that he hasn't seen him play in person. He might have watched the Chelsea Europa League match on the television, um, but I don't think it's his by any stretch of imagination. You don't think Jordan uncle or brother or whatever it was, brother-in-law? Um, David, sorry. David's, bro- David's brother. Yeah, think, yeah, that's the guy, yeah. So you don't think he was, he's over there checking out uh, Czechoslovakia or the no, Czech Republic? No, I doubt it. I like listen. I watch a lot of random football, and I've never watched a Czech first division game in my life. Nah, I haven't either. <laughs> and like I watch that. some yeah. random football yeah. sometimes. And I watch a lot of games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, but um, it's almost it's it's almost certainly uh, just uh, something we can get in now. Um, there's not there's not that many days left of the transfer window, That's true. Uh, and the fact it's happened very quickly suggests something happened. So, but the, for the fact that um, we've already had multiple offers turned down this whole month, but especially recently when, when you know, uh, with Long, whatever his name is, um, Aaron Long, is that the guy's name? The New York City guy. Yeah, I think Maddie Cash, we bid for Maddie Cash. Yeah, too. That's we we underbid pretty much everybody significantly. So for the fact yeah, that we're trying to pull away the guy who is the number one in the league of Czechoslovakia or Czech Republic League or whatever, and you know, that doesn't make much sense to me. That's, I don't know, but if we did... Um, um, you know, give them the right amount of money or the right amount of money that they need for someone of that caliber, supposedly. I mean, yeah, we spent money, which is weird. I didn't expect us to spend money. Yeah. Everything that's been the rumor is that we were going to get loan here, loan there, loan this, loan that. And the fact we've gone out and supposedly signed him on a permanent for 20 million euros or whatever it's just it is, fucking is, bananas. is, is it's weird. Bananas. It's, it's, yeah. it's, again, it suggests. We've had numerous uh, loan deals like just rejected, numerous. Yeah. Well, I think with some of the other players, it was they want West Ham wanted a loan, and the other teams wanted a permanent signing. So, yeah, but the fact that we didn't just fucking fork over the cash, like, but yeah, yeah. we do it for this guy. As yeah, a, maybe uh, maybe the difference between sixteen million and like twenty three million. I don't know. All right, so I'm trying to. All right, so I'm starting to go negative. So let's see if we can get this pause right. Um, hmm. David, so you think that uh, so if this thing does go off. Um, you think he fits straight in? You think he's that type of guy? If no, so, I, I think you replace. I think he'd take a while to. I think he'd take a while to settle. He plays in a completely different league with a completely different style of play, less physical. So his physical attributes uh, don't allow him to dominate as much. Um, 
the scouting report says he's positionally savvy, so I think that will be a big help, like to jump into a new league if you're positionally savvy. But to me, just look how long it took Fornals to settle in. He's not even completely settled, um, even though he didn't get a lot of game time to start. I think all the leagues are very different, and especially the Premier League is probably the most uh, difficult one to adapt to. So is I don't. The I don't is the Czech league as soft as La Liga? I actually don't know that. I don't know if it has a reputation for softness or not. I just know probably the players are a little smaller. You know what I mean? It's probably yeah. easier to muscle player out of the way. Czech was, would be my theory. You know what I mean? The way, um, the way I always yeah, think, I think about it is if you draw a Czech team in the Champions League, you're not going to have an easy ride of it. I can't yeah. tell you about physicality. Yeah, but that's a good point. That's a good point. Or even the Euros. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they usually do fairly well. And we haven't got time for him to not be able to jump straight in there. We need fresh legs, you know. You can't rely on Noble. Yeah, so it'll be more like a rotation thing, I suppose. Uh, especially in the beginning. Uh, he could, is, he could also spell Declan Rice because he's a holding midfielder who gets forward sometimes. Not like a true box-to-box midfielder. So if Declan Rice was tiring, he could sub him in one game. So Even Declan though it would be more ideal having him Yeah. Declan Rice showed that like he, he can't go any further up the pitch than holding mid, really. I mean... He yeah. tried, and he, he he gave the effort, but he he's just his his capabilities is just not there, right? I mean, or is it just? Yeah, I think he probably needs to work on it. I also think the players he's around doesn't help him that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, trying to stay positive. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, this this is oh God. It's, um, it's it's like playing yeah. Monopoly drunk. Silver lining. Uh, uh, yeah, I think maybe the positive you can draw from it is bringing a lot of the fans together. It's increasing our fan culture. Even though they're being negative, they're, you know, hanging out together, doing a protest together, communicating a lot. I think that that's kind of a silver lining if you look at it that way. And don't forget, by having him in here, we're going to be getting rid of Sanchez because there's not enough uh, players. Yeah, there won't be room for him. So, bye-bye, Sanchez. I mean, looking, so I looked at his... Almost all of my knowledge, apart from my brain, the knowledge comes from his Wikipedia page. I've been doing research, guys. I've been working really hard. Um, <laughs> Thank you. One, one of the things I did notice is that, as much as I, as much as I'm aware that he is a sort of more defensive-minded midfielder, although whether he gets box to box or not, he seems to get assists. Um, I don't know how he gets them. I don't know if he takes free kicks or corners or what. I don't know how he does them, but he seems to get them, um, which suggests that he has a little bit more about him going forward than say Declan Rice would. Um, it's just it's just nice to see we might have something more in that central column of the pitch. Um, out wide, we are still in deep, deep doo-doo. But um, if we can just stop them wandering through our midfield, uh, then that's only a positive. And, and with uh, Mark getting older, he will get more and more game time. But like Ray said, he doesn't really have the time to, to, to not hit the ground running. He's just got to start and go. He has he literally no choice of the matter. Otherwise, and he must think he's up for it. He, otherwise, he wouldn't take the deal. Being frank about it, if if he if he knows he knows what he's coming into, he's not thinking he's coming into some uh, all rosy team that are going to be fighting for the Europa League this season or something. He knows he's going to be in for a battle. Um, and if he is a, a tough tackling midfielder, sort of destroyer type from uh, one of the Eastern European leagues, then you would suspect he has the mentality to at least have a bit of a go. Yeah, that's yeah. what they do have. They definitely have yeah. the switch that. Um they just flick when they go on the pitch. That uh, they, there's like a lack of um, fear, and they, they definitely think that they're up was, for it always, whether they're talented Thomas, or not. Was Thomas Repka from the Czech Republic too? 
Did I get that right? He might have even been from one he of was, the Prague teams. I'd have to double check that. In fact, I'm going to double check that. But I think, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So apparently, uh, Neil had mentioned that um, that he played on the Czech team that beat England in the Euros. It's always um, not an easy thing to do. I mean, yeah, England doesn't really win euros but uh all right Tim. okay so we, we, we tried we went there okay? we did our best we went a bit wild for a bit we almost we almost got somewhere with it listen just like west ham you know we pick, pick the shittiest managers all the fucking time you know and it's you not, just it's not that many english managers to pick to be fair i quite like southgate i bring Sam I, I i that's the worst thing about it is i quite like him as well and if you'd asked me before the tournament i would have yeah been, i wouldn't he's trash but now I'm like, oh, he's all right. He's a good lad. No, I like him. He's got a waistcoat. It's all great. I've known him. So if you're a player, you'd actually listen to him. I mean, if, yeah. If I was a player and that little guy, I mean, that not little guy, but the the, the guy who looks like a rat was like, yip, 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 yip at me. And I'd, I'd like, no, no. I can I tell mean, you. Potentially. Wow, dude. Like, if we're talking about the Euros specifically, Look at how well we did on our set pieces, and they worked really hard on that. And they were saying that they've been practicing; they've even been doing some new stuff for for this summer. And you know, he, he go he's gone to the Super Bowl, and he's gone to learn a, a bits of bits and pieces that they do. They're American teams, so he is learning new stuff, which I think that's excites cute. That's cute. <laughs> that's cute. I I just think that the Listen, I, I wish, I really, really, really wish that that bullshit didn't go down with Big Sam because I felt that he would have been perfect for uh, for England. And he's a commanding presence. That's a guy I wouldn't fuck with. Um, yeah, but he's I mean, boring. At least stuff yeah. brings a bit of bands about it. I mean, he, he had Jesse Lingard looking like one of the for a hot minute. Listen, I was so excited to see boring that big, there's a supposedly boring guy with amazing talent for once in his life. See what he can actually do with it. I don't you know disagree. I, mean? I, like, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. He never had the chance. He had one match, and yes, he's got a perfect record. But listen, uh, listen he selected Mikel Antonio for England. That means he definitely had something wrong with him. So Southgate all the way. Southgate all the way. Also, Repka did play for one of the Prague teams. Played for Sparta Prague. I did a bit of a Google. Ah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, you were bang on with that. I thought he did as well. I, I can't remember which one because there's two. There's Sparta and uh, where? Slavia. Yeah, the one we've just signed him from. So. He played for the other one, who used to be the best, who are no longer the best. There you go. Some Czech football knowledge for you. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> Was that Wikipedia? Um, no. What? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I like yeah, the transfer market. Closed that time. <laughs> I like the transfer market website. That's um, really yeah, really decent. Great. There's a lot. There's a lot of good resources, tracking. guys. I don't know any of them. I don't use them. It's all just up here. All just up here. Who scored? Never heard of it, mate. All up here. I'm on it. All day, all night. So, yeah. Here's a good one for you guys, okay? So, uh, this is from an hour ago, and this is Yahoo Sports, okay? I don't know if you guys saw this one yet. It says that West Ham want $44 million midfielder. And they say dollar because it's Yahoo. Um, uh, $44 million, a Uruguayan midfielder, um, Nandez. Mm. Mm. Not even a striker. They're looking at another midfielder an hour ago. We, we, we were linked to him a couple of days ago. What team? What team does he play for? Somewhere in Argentina, I think. I think it was. 
uh, or maybe it was Boca Juniors. I can't remember which one it was. It was an Argentinian team, I think. Or it was either Brazilian or Argentinian. I can't remember which, but my guess would be Boca. But he's a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. Uh, okay. So basically, I'm just trying to say, like, who else is out there that we're linked with right now that hasn't been just squashed already? Like, hasn't been fucking, you know, put out already. Um, and there's another one that says, uh, we're interested in uh, uh, Papa Sheik Diop. Anybody? Another midfielder? Uh, he Pretty sweet name. Papa Sheik, speaking of uh, wrestling. Papa Sheik Job. Yeah, oh, mate. <laughs> yes. I'm happy. Bring him in. I can't say what he said in that one interview because it was quite bad, but, you know, bring him in. Get him involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, is, is there anybody else? I mean, anybody else you guys have heard of recently in the past couple of days that... Uh, so far, all I'm reading is midfielders, and yeah, we've, we've already supposedly signed one almost. Um, so I don't think we're going to go grab another midfielder if this deal goes through. Um, I know we're looking at a right back, um, and we tried looking at a guy from Nottingham Forest, but they wanted too much money, so now they're looking in Europe. Yeah, well, yeah. It's that guy, then, the, then the American guy as well that we yeah we were linked with. X wrote about um, the Croatian right back. What's his name? Uh, plays for Atletico Madrid. Uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me. But we were linked with him, but apparently they said no. Um, we're clearly looking for it. And with the Spurs one as well, it's often the Walker Peters that came out as well. Um, that's never going to happen in a million years. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we, we're clearly looking at right backs as well. And the young one is supposed to be a striker in it. So um, I suspect any midfield links are uh, will disappear the second he is holding the shirt. Um, because we're just not going to sign two. You're right. There's, there's zero chance that's going to happen um, unless something insane happened. Yeah, six hammer posts here that. Uh, what the hell? A Tottenham player? You think that would ever happen? Well, that's the thing. Walker Peters no, is supposed to be. Because Walker well, Peters here. is at Tottenham right now, and he's supposed to be. In, we were supposed to have asked him for a loan. That's what X said. He asked for a loan, and The Guardian wrote about it straight after as well, or straight before. Um, but we, I think that's been turned down. So, um, I actually like this. Uh, again, I, I only researched his stats and then linked with his YouTube videos, which doesn't really do much about YouTube videos. But I, I tend to gravitate more toward the, you know, transfer market and their stats and their injury records and everything else. And this guy Duncan actually looked pretty good. Um, but again. Uh, we're going to be signing this, this Susek guy, whatever his name is, Susek, whatever. It doesn't look like uh, we're after any other midfielders, which is a shame. Listen, I, I really don't care. All I care is that we sign at least somebody that maybe that one person might yeah. come into yeah, the training. I feel exactly and like firing everybody. Not like a fire, but just pretty much show up and say, hey, like, I'm fucking doing things this way, and I'm here for your fucking job, so you better step up. Um, I don't know. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah. Just a bit of competition in that team if you need it, yeah. A little something. Because right now, none of these fucking guys give a shit, right? Not right now. Can't say none. Maybe there's a couple, but uh, not enough. Clearly not enough. Um, so, what's the word? Anybody have any updates on Ben Johnson? Because I don't. Um, I'm wondering, like, I heard he's healthy again. Are we going to use him ever? Don't know, man. No, I don't know. Because now there's a new manager, so I don't know what his outlook on him is compared to the old manager Pellegrini. We used him once, I think, against Man City, or once or twice. 
Because uh, Frederick's still So I don't know what the new um, might be. Well, with Frederick's being My windows open? No. No, I said with, with Frederick's being out, thank God. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, I... I uh, there's that, there's that positivity you wanted, Tim. Yeah. yeah. See, I said Be, beating, a, beating a man while he's physically injured. I love it. So positive. I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I wouldn't be the fact that we're looking for a right back clearly shows that they're desperate for one. So probably, if he's if he's fit, he might get a chance. Um, and let's be real, David brought back uh, Moyes brought back. Uh, Oxford and Cullen last time just to see him um, so he might just lob him in just to have a look at whatever see what he's like in an in-game situation I don't know I don't know where he's fit or anything about what's going on with him but can he be much worse I don't know I don't think so so why not so let's ask uh, Charlie um, is it even possible for us to recall Mr. Big George at the stage are we past the window there or are we still listen whether, whether we're past the window or not hashtag recall Big George is a state of mind okay whether we're past right. the window of physically bringing him back to the club or not I don't know probably maybe I don't know um, but you know when we go get relegated next year he'll be banging him in the championship as he is now number okay. just big goals all day um, I don't know I, I don't know what the situation is um like I know we had the chance to bring back Dean Garner and we chose not not to do it um, so I don't know I, the thing is, is even if he did well who's he going to get in ahead of like he's not going to get in ahead of uh, he, Haller he's not going to get in ahead of uh, Yeti probably not um, it's a weird situation I think man. he should I think he should get ahead of Yeti I, I don't know I, the thing is though, the thing is the thing is no one's going to succeed Okay, I'm going to drop the positivity just for a split second. No one is going to succeed because David Moyes doesn't know what he's doing. My man has a £45 million striker sitting there and he goes, do you know what he should be? Completely and utterly isolated up front. Oh, that's a good idea, Dave. That's the one, bro. He's going to bang him in now. Like, yeah. Bring in Jordan Hugel, play the long ball to him. Who's he going to knock it down to? It's not complex. Um, bringing a level back up. I quite like, The thing is about a Jetty, right? And I didn't see the West Brom game. I was at work. Um, so I've seen the highlights, but I don't know. I can't talk about his individual performance or anything. But what I will say is that he has succeeded before and it was an educated punt at a low price to buy him. Whether he goes on to become this incredible record-breaking striker, I think is whatever it just is. But if you if you want someone to play alongside Haller, he sort of fits the bill. <laughs> Um, whether that happens or not, I don't think we can judge after uh, one and a half games. Um, but at least in the games, the, the time I saw him play, he was very energetic and looked like he wanted it despite not doing it. Um, and well, that against, is something that's to be said about no one in the squad, really. Against West Brom, he definitely moved around quite a bit. But what he was most excited to do was to intercept. Um, passes that were not even intended for him hmm. by his own teammates. He did that like three or four times, <laughs> at least three times I counted, um, which blew chances that, you know, Alaire was angled like right behind him. You know what I mean? And it, it was probably meant for Alaire, you know, that close to the net and probably would have smashed him in. But then now Alaire looks stupid because a Yeti make him, made him look stupid, but no one's blaming a Yeti for that shit. They're just blaming Alaire for not scoring goals, even though, well, he had three opportunities stolen from him by his own fucking teammate, um, at least. So what, what I've noticed from him, even in the cup matches that he performed in, um, he just is like, how do you put it? Uh, you know how like a squirrel is like, um, I don't know, uh, 
fucking you know, step above, like, you know, step above, like a step ahead of everybody else. You know, they're super quicker. Like, they're just on this whole other fucking planet that we are, or birds too, or whatever. Anyway, he's like fucking a step behind everybody. Like, he's he's very quick. Yes, sure, fine. But his mindset, he's fucking like two steps behind everybody when it comes down to the Premier League level. Um, his own teammates, even at the fucking cup level, playing against um, Newport. Uh, he, I think he played in that match too. Is that or the Oxford match? One or the other. He was he played like fucking almost ninety minutes. He was just a step behind like everybody mentally. Not like yes, he can run. He's quick. He can move. He was zipping it all around the fucking place uh, on Saturday. But um, his judgment is just it, it's not it's not there, man. It, I, I don't see it. But is, uh, is that something that he's trying too hard? I mean, because when I look at it, I think when you look at say uh Haller and Jovic for example that sort of innate connection is is a very rare but b also comes over time you know it, it wasn't like you just plop them both on the football pitch and then all of a sudden you have Europa League contenders going back in in the Champions League like it's nothing like that's not sort of what happens they take time to get there he's sort of he's been sidelined so long now obviously you maybe argue these things should be work, worked on in training but at the same time he's been with Pellegrini he was playing one up top the entire time and was never changing that for love nor money he's then been put in with David Moyes who seems to put less effort into attacking coaching than even Pellegrini did um, it's something that can only come over time I guess I mean I, again I can't speak to specifically what that happened in that match I heard you mention it on the show um, last night as well you spoke about the interceptions thing but, we, but yeah. is that something that comes over time can, is, is it, it a connection thing is it, I don't know. Like, is, is it, or is it, I thought it would be like more like a training thing where if, or like at least know where your fucking teammates are, man. Like he doesn't realize that big man's like running maybe. He's the big man, he's the big man telling three him. Three yards. Uh, Alaire. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is he telling him? Is he telling him I am there? Like, where's the. Would he though? Would he telegraph that? Like, should in the box? I mean, if you, let me pitch this way. If you're running, say you're, say you're Hilaire. Right, you're the big forty-five million pound man, and Ray is a yeti because he's just got pace for days. Okay, I've seen this man in real life; he's fast. Right, so if you're running behind him, you probably shout to him and say, "Mine, don't touch it. I'm gonna bang this one yeah. in." But it, but is it a case of a maybe lack of confidence from Halaire, who says, uh, "Maybe I don't, maybe I don't have this," or maybe he was television because or it's maybe an opportunity. You know, that's what I mean. Yeah. There's like there's all these things they flash points in football, and it comes naturally. I would prefer. Again, and I can't speak specifically to the West Brom thing, so I should probably shut up. But I would at least prefer someone who's going to take it and bang it sometimes than who will always try and leave it for someone else, if you see what I'm saying. And so it's, it's maybe not necessarily a bad thing, even if it didn't work out specifically in that instance, if that makes sense. Yeah, but every time that he, he fucking intercepted those passes, um, this many chances yeah. were... I mean, or, it, it, that... I, God, chances, chances, chances for us come few and far between, and you can't waste. You fucked them all up, man. Anyway, um, so yeah, whatever. It, uh, again, I I went negative again. <laughs> I knew that. Listen, I'm trying. I'm giving it my oh, best. We don't even have to, to be honest with you. I, I don't even know why I said we we're going to do that tonight. I was just going to try something different, just for the for the hell of it. And um, fuck it, really. You know what we. The, Whatever, Yeti, I'm not impressed. He, he, he pissed me off, and uh, he's on my shit list now, just right next to Fredericks. And, 
is from Milich. Yeah, I will, I will say I agree with both viewpoints. It's tough to just hit the ground running and develop an understanding with your fellow striker. But in an ideal world, I'd rather have um, Antonio starting over a Yeti with other combinations. That's what I'm saying. Yeti. As much as I'm not, like I am on the opposite end of the um, spectrum when it comes down to putting Antonio as a striker. I feel that he's not a striker. He doesn't know what it's like to be a striker. He's a fucking winger, and that's what he knows. That's what he's best at, ripping the ball down the line, fucking putting the ball over the defender and just fucking chasing it down to himself. Yeah, you're not, you're not really that's playing him as a striker, though. You're playing him as a winger or a forward, not like a true striker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is a Yeti is actually changing my mind, making me really want. Oh, I beat around the bush, dude. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that now maybe that is our only option, especially with Yamalenko doing whatever the fuck Yamalenko's doing. Um, that was my mindset was that, no, Yarmolenko should be the, the second striker with the lair. Um, boom. He does it for his national team. He bangs in fucking you know, goals galore in the, for mm-hmm. his national team as a striker, not a winger, and vice versa with Antonio. He should be a winger, which is what he belongs at. But anyway, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Cut you off. Did I cut you off? Did you cut me off? I don't know. Whatever. No, no, you didn't cut me off at all. I, made my I, point I, I, I think it's one of those things, right? Antonio, you you just put him in the most important position because he's the most important player right now. And I hate saying it because I think he's rubbish, but he just is the most important player in that team. The only one who looks like he can make anything when he gets on the ball is him. So I think I agree with David. I would I would put, I would play him ahead of Yeti despite the fact I sort of want to see more of a Yeti. I would if try. I'm in if I'm in Moise's position and I'm like, okay, I need to get points. <laughs> I need them now. I don't think you can put uh, Antonio in any other position apart from up front with uh, Haller really go at teams the problem is we just don't have anyone we have no one why, why, why? we just don't um, and it's it's yes. infuriating to watch but, but if, he's only gonna, if, if he's going to stick to one striker Charlie I mean if, if for whatever reason he still mm-hmm. thinks that you know he needs to have his one striker formation just like, like Pellegrini did and failed um, then Antonio should definitely be on the right wing yeah, yeah, yeah of course well, yeah. Else. Yeah. I don't think or anybody I don't give a shit like, I think Antonio should be that guy uh, but yes, um, you're right. I, I feel that uh, he should be a second striker, or he should be near him, uh, near Alaire, or, or something, playing or just playing a typical two striker formation. I think Antonio is our. I mean, his is David's only option. It's it's Moise's only option right now, right? I mean, Ray, what do you think? Yeah, like I I I think Antonio. I haven't said much to be fair. <laughs> just listening to you guys, but Antonio, I, he's definitely on the wing. He's not a striker. You can see that when he come on a sub the other day and he was up front with Alaire like he got into the box and then his shot was like a rugby game it went straight yeah. the bar, his first shot and I just looked at it I was like that, that's Antonio it's um, either that or he just gravitates toward the outside like his position striker especially I think there was like one match where he was the lone striker um, when Pellegrini was still our manager and, um, and I can't remember what match it was but basically he kept veering out of the box and he kept staying out of the or driving out of the box instead of being that he keeps forgetting that he's the striker in that in that situation because that's his natural he's naturally a winger you know and Anderson same fucking thing man I'm telling you like that guy is so deathly afraid of the box you know I, I, I just really hope that we get him back and he just snaps the fuck out of it really do and same thing with Fornells we need to start playing Fornells and we need to absolutely get rid of Lanzini what are your thoughts on Lanzini everybody come on let's, let's start with Charlie and go around the room 
I mean, we agreed a couple of weeks ago that we'd sell him. Uh, yes. And I saw, it's just depressing because there is something there. But I, I said it, I said it at the time, it, it just reminds me of Winston Reed. The guy was incredible at one point and I thought he, right, he's going on to bigger and better things and that's fair enough. Do You do you, go and be a success. But the injuries have just taken its toll and you can't, David uh, David Moyes keeps playing him because he was good the first time he was here, but you can't, you just can't at this point. He, he's been rubbish. He's been completely rubbish since he's come in. Detrimental. Um, yeah, yeah, to be frank. Um, and I don't see a situation which he should start on the pitch unless we have literally no one else, uh, which we do most of the time, which is great. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, it's a shame. Yeah, you shouldn't be getting ahead of four nails. Definitely not. Yeah, I agreed with everyone else. I think four nails should be put in ahead of him. Um, he doesn't look the same after that one injury he had. He's not a physical player to begin with. The attacking threat around him isn't that good. He's a bit of a luxury player who needs other good attacking players around him, which we don't really have right now. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely put four nails in over Lanzini. So there's a couple of things that are pissing me off. Um, and one of them is, and this is with Lanzini, this is what, why I'm going to say this. Um, first and foremost, he is always happy and smiling in the training videos, the videos of them at training, leading up to whatever match is coming up, and also the photographs of, you know, West Ham being at training. And that goes for everybody. They're all having a blast. So for us having the shit, one of the shittiest training pitches or training grounds in all of England... I mean, seriously, Bill Ricky Town supposedly has a better fucking training pitch than we do. And yet they're having a great time. I mean, and yet they're not learning anything because they don't do shit in the, when it comes down to game time, right? That's when they look miserable and scared to death. Like, they should, like oh, fuck, oh, now it's game time. I'm not sure what I do now. Um, but, uh, you know, for the most part, every, just pay attention to this. Next time you guys see a training video where there are clips of them at training, Watch how happy they are. I know they probably edit it and shit like that. But no, seriously, it's like every, but no, but they pull out these smiles and laughs and pranks and everything else every goddamn time that they show anything from the training pitch. Swear to God. And they're having a great old time. They're so fucking happy. And that it's one of the supposedly shittiest places on earth. You know what I mean? It's shit. At least the shittiest place in England. And then on top of that, um, they, they just don't do anything. But the thing is that Lanzini's always in those fucking photos. I swear to God, watch this. And you can look back, or if you can, just look on their official YouTube channel, whatever. And um, he's so fucking happy. But then you look at him, and I swear to God, you look at him again today, and he does not like to be there. He's like fucking, he's, I don't know if it's, he's pissed off, he's wearing our uniform and not the other teams, or what. You know, he sees his buddies over there, and he's like, oh shit, fuck, uh, they're going to fuck me up again. You know, I'm going to look like an idiot. Or what his deal is, but he's done, man. He's done. So anyway, that's my rant of the evening. Um, yeah, but that's just a lack of confidence, isn't it? Because like uh, you saw it when we had the likes of Joe Cole and um, Frank Lampard and Michael Carrick. They, there was um, who, who was this? Les Ferdinand come join us, and he said in the training ground they were playing some of the best football he's ever played with. And then as soon as they got onto the pitch, they hid. So it might be a case of that again. And uh, you know, and if you look at some of the other training grounds, and this is probably why we're getting so many injuries. Like a lot of the other training grounds have got like the ice baths and all the um, the uh, um, all these different little medical things. I just don't think we've got them in one of our portal cabins. I, we don't. 
I don't think so. <laughs> have you have been there? Uh-uh. Yeah. No. Have you been there? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not it's not impressive. <laughs> I've been there a couple of times for a couple of different reasons. I've been there to see the women's team. Um, and so I've seen that side of it. Uh, and then I've been, I went there with Gonzo for a, uh, what's the video with? I think it was Heineken or something. The headers thing, um, where Gonzo did headers with Masuaku. And then we interviewed Antonio, Obiang, and Masuaku. Um, and yeah, it's a deeply, deeply unimpressive location. <laughs> um, some of the local football pitches near me are legitimately as good. Um, is it Green or is this the new one? Rush Green. Okay. So, so, the, so the current one, the one they are currently training at, um, okay. which is Rush Green. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's just deeply, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, you go there and I was shocked by the fact it was a Premier League ground. Like it was a Premier League, I was like, this because we moved there from a different place from um, I can't remember the name Chadwell Heath right? Heath there you go um, and I was expecting oh this would be this would probably be better like uh, like slightly new facilities because there were always the rumours about that's where the injuries were coming from and all this other stuff and it was like it just felt it felt temporary it felt it just everything about it just felt terrible um, and if you imagine being a footballer, that's your job. That's your day-to-day life. You go there to train. That is your whole thing. You come to this facility to be the best footballer and sportsman and athlete you can be. And you go there and it's just horrendous. It's it's ridiculous. And I remember, this was a year ago, so I remember a journalist was talking about um, West Ham's problems with trying to sign certain players. And they brought up the fact, well, if you took them to the training ground to show them around, <laughs> the player would probably turn and run. Because they can go to League One clubs who have better training grounds than we did and we're supposed to be this Premier League team and, and what's so confusing to me about it is that if you are one of our owners and you think how can I get the maximum amount out of the least amount of spend you can make a much better training ground for what you could get one average Premier League footballer for maybe not even that and yet we don't spend that money to get that gain yet it's so it's so simple I don't understand it whatsoever um the place is a shithole, to be frank. Um, it really genuinely is. Um, is it yeah. a big enough site to be turned into a decent place, or is it too small? Sir? Probably, yeah. Because you have you have the the, the porter cabin with all of the yeah. inside it. Then you have two football pit. You have two or three pitches, I think it is, um, which the first team use. And then you have the extra pitch that the women's team have their matches on. And I think maybe some of the under-23 games happen there. I'm not sure. Um, and then you have all the little other porter cabins for the media bit. That's fun, where you go to see the press conference and you walk into a little portal cabin and it's like being on a building site. That's excellent. Um, so you could, conceivably, you could do it and you could move the first team back to Chadwell Heath while you did it. These are all things that are possible, but they just don't want to do them because they don't want to spend the money. Um, Kieran Maguire said it on, I don't know if it was his podcast or what, I just remember... Uh, so this podcast, maybe, I don't know, I listened to it, so maybe it was that. But he was talking about it. He was like, why would you put long-term expenditure on something if you're pl- planning to sell it? Why would you do it? Um, it makes no sense. And so if they're planning to sell it, they're not going to put a long-term expenditure thing, which would be redeveloping the training ground, which will cost 10 years' worth of money or whatever, on something they're, they're planning to get rid of in a year and a bit, year and a half, because it's just not what you would do in business. Um, it, I don't know. It, it, it is big enough. It's 100% big enough. It's small, don't get me wrong, but it's big enough. Um but like everything with West Ham, it's just utilised terribly. Um, yeah. 
That's all I have to say on the uh, channel. That's really sad. I don't know what to say. I don't know where you're dealing. Yeah, man. Fuck. Well, you think... I don't know. I was in the view of Charlie Walsh and not of Hammers Chat or American Hammers TV. Please don't get me, David Sullivan. Yeah. No, just me. They don't give a shit about us. Um, but, uh, listen, the... Um, don't you think it would be like flipping a house? Don't you think if you were wanting to fucking sell the goddamn thing, you'd like add that? I mean, you'd actually spend the money on it to actually say, oh, we have this beautiful fucking stadium. We got millions of fucking pounds worth of players. We got a eh, manager. And then, um, oh, our training ground shit. You don't think the fucking seller or the, the buyer would be like, well, why don't you fix that first? And then I'll fucking buy the whole package and give it as much money as I don't want to have to come in, buy the fucking thing, and then have to deal with, you know, revamping or re- rehabilitating a fucking training pitch. Like, that should already be set. You're a fucking Premier League club, no? Yeah, I mean, you uh, also have the, the stadium to sell with a club as well, but apparently not. These are just things oh, that that's true. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, How much do you reckon it will get them to get them out of that position? How much do you reckon they'd sell it for? A hundred million? Three hundred million? Oh, no way. No, they'll go higher. Half a yeah, million? By West Ham. I'd say I think maybe five. They're a London, yeah, I think maybe in a very maybe going really long for them, but I think in a subversive way, they're just trying to in their businessman minds, they just want to maximize the profit every year they own the club, and then they have dreams of selling it to an extremely wealthy owner and then they make that other profit and the owner is so wealthy that then they have the money to knock down the stadium. And that is their dream. And they kind of how they envision it. I believe that they believe that, you know, and I believe that that's what yeah. they hope and that's why they're not going anywhere, you know, and I think that's why, um, just like the dreams that they sold us all, you know, they, they feel that that is their dream scenario and that shit just ain't happening, man. Um, there's not, a, there's not going to be a sheep that comes over like, oh, what's your friend? I want to buy this for you. They're actually probably good business people in terms of just getting more money in their bank account, but they're terrible football owners. Yeah, they, they definitely know how to, um, yeah, finance themselves. themselves. I mean, they, they make a lot of their money in property and yet somehow they still manage to lose 20 million on Upton Park. I just want to fucking smash something like uh, uh, I, I think 350 million is what they would they would go for 350 million realistically I can't see them getting anything I think well, I think 450 what is their value like, what, is, what is their personal value yeah anybody know uh, that David Sullivan is worth 1.15 billion pounds okay so yeah these little low that's what I'm thinking maybe 4 or 5 I don't know. I don't, I don't know who pays that much for it. That's the thing is, I don't know who come into it. I mean, obviously, this is if we don't get relegated. If we get relegated, then it's a whole different kettle of fish whatsoever. Um, but I can't see a club, I can't see an owner, someone coming in and going, here is half a billion, no way. No one's paying half a billion for us. Um, 350 to 400 would be my guess. Um, yeah. That's listening to other things but I don't know I don't know they can't even sell until 2023 anyway well that's the thing do you believe did you see that article in Clara Q I don't read Clara Q but the fact that the article got 
told that I, someone was like, you should look at it, um, about, they said that the, it was something, the article was titled something like, have the protests work or will the protests work? And essentially, it, the, the, the reason it's notable is that it had one line in it which said that David Sullivan is considering selling the club. Um, if, if, I think it was the term was, if there is a good and rich owner or something along those lines. Um, uh, I don't know. I just, I just can't see it happening. I can't see it happening until, like you say, A, 2023 or whenever that date is, when they no longer have to uh, fork over any percentage of it to the public. Um, and B, uh, I don't know, part of me thinks they just want it off their hands because it's too much it's more hassle than it's worth. Yeah, let's be real. Let's be real. No one's going to come in and go, here's 50 million. And they're going to go, yeah, like, it's just not going to happen because it's not. It's, but I, I don't know what David Sullivan's, you know, day to day fucking agenda is. So I really don't know. I, I, all I know is that for the most part, he sits ho- at home in his mansion and then he, he comes and shows up at the matches, right? That's, that's really what he does. And he signs checks and shit like that. I mean, and probably I think he fell asleep in the last match. Well, yeah, exactly. So, you know, exactly, David. So I don't really know what his, what, what stresses he would really have of like physically doing stuff and he wants it off his hands other than the fucking nuisance of just hearing all these people telling him that, you know, I don't even think people are even telling him that there's all this negativity. I think the nuisance would have to be financial. He'd have to say like, I envisioned us, I'm totally making up numbers here because I know nothing about the fan finances. But in his mind, he would earn $83 million a year off West Ham. But then all of a sudden we go down to the championship and he's only earning $27 million a year. Then his businessman mind taps in and he says, that's not enough money worth the headache. So he sells it. And it would cost too much money to get back up to where he could earn that yearly amount. I think that's what would force him to sell. Um, yeah. So we have a question here in the chat room. This was actually a hammers poll that we did. Um, the same question was a hammers poll that we did the other night. I, I don't remember what night it was that we did this, but, um, I'll just ask you guys. So this is from under driller in the chat room. Uh, basically would you take going down? This is obviously hypothetical. Uh, would you take going down, like getting relegated if it meant the board, uh, left and we rebuilt with a new owner? Uh-huh. Such a tough question. You never want to root against your club. That just feels antithetical to football supporting or whatever. But these owners have just gotten so terrible. It's so negative. Um, the new stadium just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth that they, uh, when they go there, that if there was a way out and it ended well, you'd be in favor of it. But you don't want to end up like Sunderland. You don't. You don't want to fall so far down, which is is a big possibility. I think it's too big of a gamble to root for, even though your emotions say, oh, I despise these honors, I despise the new stadium, uh, I want this problem fixed. I yeah. think it's too big of a risk. Right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to take a drop because I've, I feel like we might be like QPR when they dropped. Uh, and the only good thing they've got there is Hugo in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I have a good midfielder too. We were looking at, but I forget his name. Jordan yeah. Hughes. Jordan Hughes. Jordan Hughes. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah, um, the silver lining that could be is that you know we will get rid of some of the shit that is there, but we are a bit. We have to play some of the kids, and some of the youth will have to come through. We just organically rebuild anyway. I mean, we we could uh, obviously. I don't know if Moyes would stick around or would we want Moyes. But the point is, if we did get relegated, which I don't want, um, 
we could just start signing championship players, which Irish Tommy, I wish he was on tonight. Uh, he swears by it. He's like, listen, there's there's a ton of talent in championship that we should be looking at, should have been looking at, and we can stockpile you know with a bunch of championship players then like that, that are hungry that really want to play at this level because even if they get relegated, then you know, if we get relegated, boom, they just go back to championship. I mean, they, that's what they're what they're used to. That's what they're good at. But anyway, that's his pit, pit, pit. My opinion is that I don't want to get relegated because I don't think we'll ever be able to sell the club um, for what they want. Um, you know, if we're not in the Premier League. So I say I want us to stay in the Premier League because I'm a West Ham supporter and I don't want to get relegated, even though I did like the last time we were in championship because we won a shitload of games. It was exciting to win all the time. But um, I would prefer, you know, us survive and continue to hopefully rebuild and hopefully somebody will come in and say, hey, um, I want to buy this club and, and uh, yeah, rebuild. So, uh, Charlie, what do you think? Yeah, as much as I loved watching... Ricardo Bazte score overhead kicks. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a weird one. The thing is, is, it depends who would buy us. That's the truth of the matter for me, is it yeah. depends who buys it's us. Really is it, if it's someone who can come in and really seriously invest, like, and I don't mean in just the playing squad, I mean, like, invest in the structure of the club, in yeah. the facilities of the club, potentially in the stadium as well. If there's someone who could seriously do that, oh. the, they only would go for a championship club because that means that's just sort of they're not willing to pay 500 million for a Premier League team, but they might pay 200 million for a championship team who could be in the Premier League very quickly and they could invest in that, then I would probably say yes. But the thing is, is that I don't know, right? It's all hypotheticals because it depends who comes in. And let's be real, like Gold and Sullivan are a perfect example of that. When they sold Birmingham City to what's his face? Um, and it went as wrong as it could possibly go for them. Um, there are people out there who will buy clubs who aren't good owners. They aren't fit and proper, as the term is. Um, so it, it's like, for me, it's, it's talking about who's going to buy the club and that sort of thing. It's completely hypothetical on who actually buys the club. Um, if if it were you know, Red Bull, then yeah, I probably would. But if it was... We should have. That was another big hypothetical that was going around. Hey, I remember uh, I watched the show. I watched the show when you when you and uh, Lee had a, a minor scuffle about it. It was very minor. I felt like it could have broken out into something more. I felt like you. Two minutes down the road from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was the, the show ended, and you started walking. You were like, "You're not making your kids dinner, Lee. I'm coming for you." Uh, and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, and again, that's a hypothetical about branding and a lot of stuff like that. Obviously, I wouldn't accept them changing their name, for example. I wouldn't yeah. accept them that sort of stuff changing the colors. But if it were them, then yeah, I probably would say yes. But. Um, well, we have time for um, one Amherst poem since. Uh, they're friends of ours, and I won't be able to do any until, well, I don't think we're going to do any at all for another whole week. Um, so I don't know what uh, Lee has decided he's going to do on Wednesday night. Um, I know that there will be a post-match show with uh, um, Chris and Irish Tommy. They've been doing a good job at starting that up again. Um, and thank you to all the viewers, because that's probably been one of our most most watched shows. Um West Ham Week in Review with Lee's you've been doing awesome and then all of a sudden this post-match show comes around and we're fucking doing much better now so um, anyway I'll be in London and I won't be able to I won't have my computer so I won't be able to host any shows um, while I'm away but I'll be taking a bunch of videos and stuff like that of my 
bits and travels and so on. Um, but I guess Friday night, uh, Lee is going to host the show and bring me on to do a deadline day episode since that was our very first episode last year was, uh, the deadline day episode. It's our year anniversary, um, on Friday. So uh, that'll be cool. Um, so I will be away, but there's other shows on the network that will be popping up. I know Lee will be doing something tomorrow. I just don't know what. And then, uh, uh Friday night likes will be off because we're going to be doing, um, the anniversary show and then um, Saturday will be another post-match show Wednesday will be a post-match show so uh, just stay tuned um, and let's uh, do one hammers poll before we go uh, since we have a few minutes left if I can even friggin pull it up uh, we'll do that just bear with me a minute here I've got a question for everyone are we going to see Jack Wilshire no no <laughs> defiance no I think no Define C. Define C. Will we see him in training in training ground videos and climbing into washing machines? Probably. Yeah, it'd probably be about. Are we going to see him do full ninety minute? No, ninety. You're mad. You're mad. You're more likely to see Rob than you are to see Jack Wilshire do a full ninety minutes. Let's be real about it. Come on now. Yeah, I make a like. I don't. I'd only earn fifty dollars if I won the bet, and I'd pay you five hundred dollars that he would play a full ninety minutes. That's how. Or sure I is he going to come back for the last month of the of the season, completely save us, become the hero? No. <laughs> I wouldn't be playing ninety minutes. Not that he'd save us. All right. So there's just so you guys know, there's there's actually three that we'll do because they're all very quick very uh, easy and, and there's two that I'm going to skip because the uh, sometimes some of these fan uh, questions that get up here are the hypotheticals I mean we've, we've already answered like five different ways over and they've just been asked uh, slightly differently and there's certain hypotheticals I just get really um, annoyed with uh, answering over and over again especially when it comes down to getting relegated because I don't even like to be talking about getting relegated and we already answered that question but there's another question coming up that uh, it's like the same question, but just worded a little bit differently. But anyway, um, this one says, uh, uh, would supporters contribute to a crowdfunding campaign to purchase the club and make uh, West Ham United a club run by supporters instead of the existing board? And this was um, from Edward James on Twitter. So would supporters contribute? Do you th- I, I guess it's asking, you know, the... The grammar on these, I don't know, I can't really tell what they're asking here. So is it, the, do we think that the, the supporters would, or would we support that happening? I mean, I don't... I, I would support it, but I think you need more money than is possible to buy it from Sullivan and Gold. I think it's happened with Real Oviedo in Spain, and it was like a huge success, but I think they were in the second division or third division at the time, um, and it's happened in other countries. Uh, it's happened with a lot of Romanian teams. One team, probably Timisoara, will actually support and like, but I just don't think it's possible. I think supporters would want to do it, but it would just cost too much money and that you would have to donate too much money for it to happen. It would take, so basically it would take 350,000 West Ham supporters to donate $1,000 to reach the 350 million, mm-hmm. um, sorry, pounds, uh, pound mark that uh, Mr. Recall, Big George, uh, was saying that uh, we would take the have Mr. Sullivan sell. So it would take 350,000 supporters to donate $1,000. Not a hundred, not 10, a thousand dollars each. Um, that's a lot of people. Um, 
to reach 350 million. So just keep that in mind. So if, if for all I know, listen, there's a lot of people out there that are actually talking about this and saying that we should definitely do this or something like it. But unless you got a couple more people in there that are donating extra money, you know what I'm saying? Like a couple hundred, dude, there's no fucking, there's no way that we'll come up with that money. You're right, David. So I'm, I'm all for it, but I just don't see how logistically it could happen. I don't see how realistically it could happen. Um, so what do you think, uh, Charlie? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I would support it as an idea. Um, right. For example, if, uh, let's say back in the day, uh, when they took over, if it was a case that they take over our administration or whatever, you'd probably get it for a hell of a lot cheaper in an administration situation. I'd support it. Portsmouth is the example in England of someone who's done it, and it's done very well for them. They've not shot back up the table like crazy, but they, the, the people who actually support the club genuinely love it again. Um, when for a while it was in the doldrums there, but I'm not sure. A like like you say, the money thing is just insane. Uh, it's just unfeasible at a Premier League level, and I'm not sure how. Uh, sustainable it would be at a Premier League level either um, the amount of money that goes into running a Premier League team is insane yeah, and then you uh, have to vote on like a, you know a person to run the damn thing and then the you know, this that and every other position and, and there would be a we'll, we'll, we'll have to pull it yes of course that guy and uh, yeah Anyway, uh, Ray, are you awake? <laughs> you look like you're yeah. nodding off. <laughs> Just about. Um, <laughs> there's not enough money. There's not enough money no. to go around because, you know, not only do we need to get 350 just to get rid of the board, you know, okay. you've got another 100 million to spend on the, the training ground. Correct. Got, and, and players and everything else. I mean, that's just got, to buy the damn thing. It's not to actually run the damn thing. Yeah, you don't just uh, give this all in, You don't give them 350, 350 million pounds and say, "Okay, you got to you got to fork over some money. You got to keep paying, raising money to to, to do things." You know what I'm saying? Um, anyway. You got you got to raise two point five million to stay in the stadium for ninety nine years for stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you know, that's something where um, you don't think tickets could cover that. I mean, probably. I'm talking about player wages and salaries and shit like that. Yeah, but I mean, you've got probably Premier League income, TV income, you've got all that yeah. stuff. But I mean, like, I, I just don't see it being sustainable at a Premier League level. Well, we can't we use the TV play. income to buy players yet, can we? So, <laughs> see, it's... it's, it's um, what do, what do we get for um, the TVs? 100, 120 million, wasn't it? And yeah. we spe- had a net spend of 25 million? 24, I think, year. 124 million. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to do the relegation thing. So anyway, let's just, uh, we didn't talk about Liverpool. There's no real, unless we, we're trying to keep it as positive as possible. So we weren't going to get into it deep. Um, but anyway, um, we'll start, uh, with Ray and go down. Uh, can we, can we get the match abandoned? <laughs> no, cause I'm going and I don't want to miss that. I don't want to turn the lights off. I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, so what will be the result against Liverpool on Wednesday night? Um, we're not worrying about scores. Just, just say uh, West Ham win, Liverpool win, score, draw, or goal list. So let's start Liverpool with Liverpool win, down. which hurts me more than all you three together because I live in yes, the there. <laughs> <sighs> So is it me next? I can't even see. I'm, I'm on a different screen here. Um, yeah, okay. So I say, uh, yeah, I say I'm going. So I'm saying um, uh, goal list. Who? Uh, pardon? <laughs> I was saying goalless. <laughs> so I, last time I was over, I, I watched this play Man United, and it was goalless. So, and, and, and David Moyes was the manager. Okay. I, so, I mean, I, it's, 
it's it's a sorry state of affairs when someone flying all the way from America wants to see a nil nil draw. Did see us shut them down? It would get a clean sheet against Liverpool, the champs. You know what I'm saying? I, I would be I'd be all for that. Now, when I saw us play Man United two years ago, and it was nil nil at nighttime, raining, wet, and nasty, and we, it was against their B squad, really. Um, and David Moyes played the most boring, boring game ever I've ever seen. Seriously, at the moment, Liverpool can play the under tens and they still beat us. Well, they didn't beat Shrewsbury, so. Yeah, but Shrewsbury are a different cat of fish. Come on, guys. We're talking about West Ham here. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, goals. What's your, what's your take? Oh, Liverpool win. Okay. David? Uh, yeah, easy Liverpool win. <laughs> you guys. I think, uh, I think uh, we'll battle. It'll be close for the first 20 minutes. I think Sadio Mane is out. I'm not sure about that. I think Sadio Mane is out. Um, and uh, atmosphere will be pretty tense, but strong. But in the end, uh, they'll win 4-1. <laughs> well, I'm going I'm to break the, the system here. I'm, I'm actually going to probably break Twitter by actually – I'm, I'm going to click goalless. So there's 641 uh, – I'm sorry, 647 votes, right? Um, I'm going to click uh, goalless. How many – what percentage you guys think selected goalless? Just you. Big reveal. All right. It'll be like four. 2.3. So I'm 2.3. 2.3% say goalless. Holy shit. Um, 3.9% say score draw. 69.4%. You pessimistic bastards say seven. Wow. And then 24%. That's that's shocking. That's say what standpoint. So um, there you go. And uh, the last uh, the last poll of the night with the signing of Suchek imminent, potentially, allegedly. Uh, does this spell end the? I'm sorry. Does this spell the end? Yeah, there we go. Does this spell the end? That's my English good. Um, of Noble at the end of the season. Hmm. Spell, spell the end of Noble at the end of the season. He, he, uh, he's on his way out. We all know he's on his way out, and we are going to get one more season out of him. I think at least one more. Man. Yeah, and it, and it, it will be like the, a bit player when we need him, which is what he's meant to be this season. But after what he said um, on Talk Sport today, do you think that um, David Moyles will uh, start him again? Yeah, some of the games, yeah. I, I don't think. Charlie? Um, so I was just having a little think. Um, I think it can. Just a little one. I'm not known for big things, so I was just having a little one. I, he, he'll be around until his contract runs out, he'll forever play. Um, some 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 form. Um, he won't start as frequently as he once has. Uh, but at the same time, uh, Thomas Suchek could roll up and be absolute codswallop, uh, and then he's back starting again. I think the thing is with Noble against teams like Liverpool, against teams like Manchester United, who who you need someone to rock up and just two foot a guy. He's going to be the guy, um, yeah. and he should and he should be because that's that's the sort of games he should play. Spurs, he will play, um, but uh, it, he won't exactly be starting as many as he once has and he shouldn't and he shouldn't be he's, the fact he started so many this year is probably a damning indictment of our transfer policy regardless so yeah uh, do you know what I would like to see Noble doing next season is being a cup player so we have Noble mm-hmm. play just the cup games because yeah. that would mean yeah. more to him because I would love to see him lift a trophy and, and that means that we could yeah, we all, yeah. and maybe um, maybe he can work on his badges you know 
Yeah. And you'd hope, you'd hope, the thing is, you just need this, the person you play him alongside, I think is more important because he's run out of legs, but he still has it up here. He still does have a footballing brain. And there are times where he pulls something off, like a pass or a little in, like a little, just a little thing where I'm like, how, how are you so far ahead of everyone else on the pitch? It's the opposite yeah. of what you were saying about a jetty. It is still there. It's just about who plays alongside him, what formation he plays in. If he, and let's be real, if you want someone to roll up and take the cup seriously, he's the guy. Um, that's yeah. amazing. I, I would love that. I would love to see him just, mate. Yeah. Then, then bring on Shrewsbury. We better remain. We've got yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, thanks again for for uh, joining me. Um, and everybody in the chat room, thank you, uh, Steve Mothersall. I'll be seeing you soon. I'll be seeing you to another okay. morning or so. Um, and Neil from Down Under and Wally World. And Essex Hammer was uh, was in there quite a bit commenting, and uh, Kevin McGuire, Lee's good friend, was in there earlier. And uh, Charlie Walsh, who's that? No, all I know is Recall Big George. Um, yeah, and a bunch of other people from Periscope and uh, Unknown Driller and um, Box, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There, there was a lot of people. Um, also, a couple of Facebook comments, so I appreciate that, guys. So anyway, um, if you like this, please hit the like button, and if you want to join the live chat sometime, please feel free to do so, but you're not going to know when our videos are if you don't uh, hit the notification bell and subscribe to our channel, so please do so. If you're watching us on Periscope, uh, which there were some of you tonight doing that, and uh, Facebook as well, please hop on over to YouTube and click the subscribe button. That would be very much appreciated. I hope I'm fine, Tim. Thank you, man. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You know, it's gonna be very crazy. It's gonna be awesome because I'm gonna be meeting a lot of cool people that I've been dying to meet. That I have, uh, like Ray and, and Charlie here. I'm, I'm so. <laughs> I'm most excited to meet you guys, dude. I. That's kind of why I invited you on tonight too. Um, I was really, uh, really looking forward to seeing you guys in just a couple of days. So it's awesome. And then, um, yeah, it's gonna be quite the experience and you get to see two matches. Um, that's that's gonna be awesome because I haven't done that since the seventeen eighteen season. Yeah, anyway, um, anniversary coming up. We're going to do some special giveaway um, with, uh, yeah, I think we're going to do like a certificate to the shop, which is AmericanHammers.net. Um, we have a threadless shop, which has got a ton of cool stuff like uh, Boston Hammers merchandise in there, as well as other sports groups, logos, and our own designs. But we also have a UK-specific shop so that you don't have to worry about duties or taxes. Um, and that's only on our website that you can go get that stuff. And there's like everything from men's and women's underwear to like um, beer koozies and, and all this other cool stuff. So uh, check that out. Also, there's new um, wallpapers. Yes, dude. Yes, absolutely. You know, and uh, I'm going to be taking a lot of videos, you guys. Don't worry about that. I just don't know what my phone scenario is going to be like with my data and all that other good stuff. Um, because I'm not bringing a computer and I don't know what the deal is going to be, but I'm going to be trying to at least record stuff on my phone and, uh, as much as I possibly can, and hopefully, um, hopefully, maybe pop on Hammers Chat or something, or or you know, I'm going to be sitting down with the. I know I'm definitely going to be sitting down with the, the West Ham fan TV guys. Um, I'm actually going to be sitting in front of them. I'm going to be hanging up with the Hammers Chat guys in the boats, which is awesome. I'm, I'm super looking forward to that. First and foremost, I'm going to the West Ham Way pre-match event on Saturday. Um, to meet Phil Parks and he's going to be there and that'll be cool to see Phil Parks and I'm going to give him a scarf so yeah that's the other thing I was saying so sorry long story short if you find me you find me there okay I'm going to be wearing like five extra scarves you know at a time you know what I mean I'm, I'm going to be stocking my half my suitcase is full of scarves alright American Hammers TV scarves um, all our designs so anyway um, if you find me and I have a couple on me I mean it's yours 
guys who just mentioned that you watch, you know, don't just walk up to me and say, hey, <laughs> you know, just say, hey, I, uh, I watch your show. And I'll be like, hey, scarf. And there you go. All right. That's simple. Anyway, uh, like subscribe and thanks to Ray from Liverpool and Charlie from uh, North London. Right. Yeah. Yep. And uh, David from Boston. And everybody. Thank you, Charlie. All right. I'll talk to you guys well, on the but uh, come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. Well,